Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here with me today that I'm excited to have on the show because it is honestly kind of rare for me to meet a podcaster who has more episodes released than I do. I'm usually the 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 the, the veteran in the in my conversations, but um, you know, if you're the if you're the um, the most successful person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? So I think this is going to be a really, really cool conversation. Gene Hammett, welcome to the podcast. Excited to be here, Evan. Excited to have you. <laughs> so I like to start off in the same place with all my guests. And that's by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So with that in mind, um, is there? Uh, go ahead and just tell us uh, what is it that you do? You know, I have been an executive coach for over 10 years. It's, it's, I didn't even realize it till the other day till I realized I was just talking to a client and counting up the years, but I have been a serial entrepreneur for, I think all my life, but I work with CEOs, executive teams, and we do executive coaching. We also do leadership development. The difference being is a lot of, um, you know, frontline leaders and managers and middle managers don't have their own coaches. And so they get, they go through what's called leadership training or leadership development. And what we've done is create a program that allows them to get the skills of leadership inside that we call it leadership on ramp. And we do it with coaching. We do it with training. We do it with facilitation. Um, and so we have a coaching business and a leadership development business. Okay. I love it. It sounds like you guys are legit because I know there are a lot of coaches out there who sell courses and programs and things, but all they are is just a glorified pitch to their next higher up tiered service, right? And so it's really cool they're helping people with this, especially leadership, because that's essential to being an entrepreneur and a business owner is is, is leadership. And it's just, I mean, it's a skill that anyone can benefit from in, in their lives generally. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's amazing how many people who have MBAs and have, you know, 10, 15 years experience don't know how to have difficult conversations or to coach someone in a business setting. And we're giving frontline leaders the chance to do that. And right. it really is making a difference. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's, it's really empowering me to keep pushing and keep moving. I don't have to work as much as I used to, but I just love the work I'm doing. And so I get to do it every day. And uh, podcasting is part of that. I, I love all aspects of it. I've gone through times where it probably hasn't been as fun, but I'm in a place right now where it's just absolutely inspiring. 
Yeah. That's incredible. As uh, we, we think we've all been on that same journey, right? Every podcaster, it's like not every moment is rainbows and sunshines, right? Like it, it goes up and down. But I think I want to highlight too, at like college, you know, university, when you're learning about all these different aspects of business, I don't remember ever seeing a leadership class offered. Like that's definitely a side of of being a leader and being a business owner that is never really addressed until you're in the room and you have to have that difficult conversation. And it's like, well, now what do I do? You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's great that you are filling in the gaps and giving people that resource. Yeah, it's needed for sure. And it's just something that most people aren't doing. Yeah, exactly. So you gave me a really great segue there a moment ago into your podcast. So uh, you've been coached for a long time. You've been working with with entrepreneurs and leaders um, and all these different aspects. When did the podcast come into it? About eight years ago. Okay. Uh, it was, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I remember the first podcast I think I've ever listened to was Smart Passive Income. With oh, yeah. Yeah, I've met Pat Flynn. Uh, yeah, he's an incredible guy. Awesome guy. I was listening to it just catching up on old episodes, just like we do when we first find something, I was just binging, listening to it on the way to, 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 um, I didn't have a work per se, but I was driving to like my co-working spot, I guess. Yeah. Cause I was a coach at that point in time. I was sort of struggling to be fully honest, but I was trying to figure out how do I get my message out there? How do I become more visible? How do I, you know, do, take this business to that next level? Marketing was, was not my strong suit. And, it's something we've always struggled with as we're growing the business. I, one of my other businesses was um, come up in the age of pay-per-click when I could buy things for a nickel or 10 cents or 20 cents. Now it costs, you know, $20. Uh, so that was easy marketing, right? right. <laughs> um, but that was about eight years ago, listening to the podcast, being a big podcast fan, went to a conference, new media conference or something, I think in Vegas, and it just grabbed me and it said, I'm going to start a podcast. And within three months, I launched it out and that's where it started. Cool. All right. That's awesome. So you saw that, you kind of heard that inspiration and you decided to launch the podcast. So what, how did you think the podcast was going to like make an impact in your business? Because oftentimes, I mean, yeah, you have all the people who, you know, you can run like a true crime fantasy podcast or a podcast where you're chatting with your buddies about sports or something like that, which is fine. But usually for people like you and me, and especially if someone like Pat Flynn is, is the inspiration, there's there's a, a bigger picture vision as far as how the podcast fits into into the business, right? Because we want to return on something like that. So what was that vision for you? And uh, what did it turn out to be? You know, I didn't really have the vision, but I will take you one step before that. Yeah. When I was thinking about becoming a coach and, and how I really saw my business, you know, I was coming off a really tough time. It was a really, I'll just go ahead and tell you the this, this story behind it. I um, was an entrepreneur from almost the get-go. I did 10 years in corporate America after college. I didn't have my idea. I was just waiting for the idea. So I was getting skills along that journey. So right. I got strategy skills and project management skills and sort of IT. And um, I was learning about sales. And I just, when 9-11 hit, I know you were just a, just a babe. 
<laughs> um, but 9-11 changed the world. And I was laid off. I had a $35,000 check. I used half of it to, to ask my wife to marry me. And we're still married today, 20 plus years later. And I used the other half to build a business. 2001, e-commerce was just emerging. It's a, it's a crazy time, but there was a time where people were afraid to put their credit card into it. Everyone thought that it was a, everything was a scam. Yeah. And those that believed and we would move to a place where we're buying stuff all the time. We, we get a package, it seems like every day from Amazon or somewhere, um, sometimes more than one. But, you know, I could see the world was shifting. And so I created a business, 2001, just an idea, launched it out there. We did really well. And for nine years and was pretty successful, seven, eight million in sales, uh, pretty, pretty good lifestyle business, made a good bit of money. Um, had a lot of freedom and I ended up 12 years ago, losing everything mm. and losing everything. I mean, everything I lost my money. I lost my savings. I lost my, uh, business. I lost my house. I lost my sense of confidence. I lost my way in the world. I lost my sense of understanding my, even humanity because my business partner had taken $3 million from me and it just, it completely devastated me. Wow. And not a lot of people know the story. I mean, I've wrote about it in my book. I've, I've talked about it in my story, but I just don't talk about it anymore because it's been 12 years later. I don't want to be the guy who's got only one, one song to sing. And, but it was a, a, an incredible part of my life that I lost everything and I had to rebuild from, from nothing. And I went back that far because I, couldn't see that far in the future after losing everything. I was confident before, but when my confidence was had ripped, been ripped away, it was just hard for me to see beyond that. But I remember in my, I believe in like really writing down goals and writing down the things that you, your habits that you, you're, you're going to do. I have a habit tracker behind me on the wall that allows me to track where I'm going and the, the consistency that I bring to the world. And one of the things I do is write down my vision every year and three years out. And I, um, I wrote down, I'm going to interview people that inspire me. I'm going to interview people that are famous. I'm going to interview people like Tony Robbins and Simon Sinek. And like, I don't know the exact names, but they were just people that I could, and I didn't know how to do it. I had no idea, but I knew that that's the direction of my life. So that's, right. that's what, before I started podcasting, I didn't even know I'd get to that point. I didn't even know that was the, the, the channel to get to the place. Now I've interviewed uh, presidential candidates. I've interviewed CEOs of corporations. I've interviewed people who have grown their business um, 30, 40,000% over a three-year period. And plus I've interviewed uh, Damon John. I've interviewed some famous people here and there, famous authors and speakers and just incredible opportunities just because I made the decision to have a podcast. Right. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing your story. That was inspiring. And I mean, hey, I know you have more songs to sing, but that's still a pretty incredible song, that one. I mean, that's crazy how what what happened. I'm, I'm so sorry I had to go through that. But um I want to circle back to the podcasting, but first, something that really caught my attention and that I really resonated with in your story was uh, 
how your confidence really suffered and how that affected your vision and your your ability to 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 have that vision and to grow the business, right? Because confidence is something a lot of people, myself included, have struggled with, right? Especially entrepreneurs. It's like it it's having that confidence is essential. So what did you do to regain your confidence after it was stripped away, you know, so intensely like that? The short answer is I became a coach. <laughs> I I got coach training and I can joke about it now, but I, I either needed therapy or I needed something else that would help me truly become a better awareness of myself and, and really try to connect with what was going on. Cause at the time I was a wreck and I could go through the details of that, but just, it was a horrible time for me. I needed to get a job. We had no money. Uh, we had to rent a house for, for years because of everything that fell apart. Um, but how did I get there? It was a lot of steps. And here's the thing I've learned about confidence. There's two things. Specifically, most people believe confidence comes when you reach a certain point, when you reach a goal, when you reach, when something happens in your life or someone notices this they believe it's external, right? If I get the gold medal, I'll be confident. If I get start the business and I make 10,000 a month, I'll be confident. If I, whatever, I'll be confident. That's external. Someone had said to me in my journey, a mentor or a coach or something said, what if it's not external? What if it's internal? What if you have it inside you and you're just finding it? You're just connecting to it. You're staying in alignment with that confidence. And I've been able to use that to do pretty much anything in my life. Like there was a time when I didn't know how to record an interview and how to ask questions and how to frame the everything. There was so much we learned in this journey of podcasting that we just don't, don't even recognize it. We don't even know what we don't know, but the, the journey of confidence comes from the inside first. And secondly, it's once you reach new levels, you think, Oh, I'm, I'm confident from here. But we should be able to look back on our life one year, two years, and three years, and not even recognize ourselves, not even recognize who that person was that only thought to that level, that only saw to this level of vision. Because I talked about the vision. I can only see so far. I've updated that vision, you know, almost yearly. I don't know if I've missed a year, but I I I I say this because I've updated it in looking back, I go, why did I think so small? Now I'm not the type of person. I had um, I had a goal down on my desk for fifty thousand a month for years. How does how does I take my business as a private coach? I didn't have anyone else around me at the time. How do I take my business to fifty thousand a month? It was not easy. It took ten years, eight years at least, to get to ten thousand for fifty thousand a month. But I kept it down there, and that was the biggest I can see. Now I see I can take it to $10 million a year and beyond. So confidence comes in levels and we have to be willing to let go of who we are today to become the person that we, that we, that we know is possible. And that's hard work. That's where a coach comes in. That's where the coach challenges you and asks you the hard questions that no one else is asking. 
And that's what I love about what I'm doing. I had three calls today where I'm talking to people that I'm working with in some way, some people it was months ago, some people it was just recently and talking about the transformation they're making. I know every coach could probably say this, but I just get filled up knowing that it makes a difference. And it's not just about money. They're telling me things that are changing in their personal life because of the work we do in, in their business. That is your confidence too. So that's external, but it starts internal. Right. Because I mean, you can't get to the point where the external factors come in if you don't work on the internal you know, version first. You have to have that internal confidence to be able to go out and get the success that everyone thinks will get them confidence, right? It's like the I'll be happy when, I'll be confident when. It doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. And so that that is incredible. There's still a lot of people that believe it's external, right? When I get to a certain point, I'll feel better about myself. I'll feel worthy. I'll feel confident. I, and I I get it. it. Logically, it makes so much sense. It is so logical for you to say, when I can start a podcast and I can interview people and, and get that going, I can get my first hundred downloads. I'll feel the confidence to keep moving. I just believe that it's easy. It's more empowering to say that it comes from within me than it's something else out there. And everything I've ever done, I can borrow from that into other areas. So one of the things I do as a hobby, I know this is not about my hobbies, but just I'm, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And it's humbling. There are days when, you know, when I first started this, it was just like, I'm getting rocked. I've been doing it for 16 years. I rock most everybody's world now when I do it. And it's just because I was able to borrow the success and the the, uh, confidence from earlier and other aspects uh, that I've done and translate that into new things because I figured it out. That's what it comes down to. Success or confidence comes down to Trusting yourself completely. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, fear stops a lot of that. And that comes from that lack of confidence because I don't know a lot of people who are, you know, masters at jujitsu, right? Like there's not as difficult to to start that and continue, especially if it's something like that. I mean, your people are going to be seeing you, right? Like there's people who don't have a lot of confidence in that kind of thing. So to be able to borrow confidence from all the other aspects of your life and channel it into something. That's a really cool way to put it. And I haven't heard anyone else categorize it in such a way before. So I appreciate you for sharing that because it's a great way to kind of quantify how confidence makes a difference, like how it looks and how you can use it to your advantage and begin to cultivate more of it. Because I mean, like I mentioned, I mean, everyone struggles with confidence at some point in their lives, right? It's just, it's just kind of a fact. It happens. And so to be able to view it in these terms, I think is really, really powerful and insightful. Yeah. Um, So I want to shift gears again and kind of go back to the podcast a little bit, right? So, when you started the podcast, did you have any kind of an audience? Because you've gotten to the point now where, like you said, you're interviewing, you know, really big names and you have a very successful podcast. So did you start out with any kind of an audience or is that something you built, you know, along the way? I mean, in, in all practical purpose, no, no audience. <laughs> it was 
just a leap of faith that we'll be able to find guests that wanted to be on the show. Now, now my first set of guests were people I knew personally and the, the friends I had, I have one of my best friends that was on like the first five or six episodes. I recorded six or seven before I launched out, which is what they tell you to do. Um, so that you have, and we were doing it weekly at that point, but no audience, no one to email to really other than friends, but most of your friends don't care about your podcast. Yeah. No. Your mother might care about it, but then again, you get to teach her how to get it. Yeah. Right. How do you, what's a podcast? How do you download it? What, what do I do next? Um, I've let her listen to it and she's all you know excited, but um, no audience just built everything. Wish it was easier. Wish it was took was faster. Wish I was had a Joe Rogan style audience. Uh, but it's 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 been a fantastic journey. Right. So I'm a big fan on the podcast of actionable advice. Right. I hate it when I see someone who who you know reads a, a book a week and listens to how many hours of podcasts a day, but they don't actually do anything those books or podcasts tell them to do. Right, because that is where the magic happens. That is where change actually happens is if you take action. So what is a piece of actionable advice you would give to a podcaster out there who's looking to grow their audience and get to the point where they can interview big names like you have? Uh, You know, there's a lot of different things you can do. Uh, Actionable advice. I mean, I'm going to give you something that might be a little bit different than what most people do. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, some people are doing this. Some people do it very poorly. And so take this for what I'm saying is I decided to interview mostly people I do business with or want to do business with. Here's why. I'm spending a good bit of time producing it. Well, let's be honest. I have a team behind me, so I don't do any any editing or any kind of marketing for my, my podcast. It's all done by other people. But there's a lot of time that goes into it, a lot of money and energy, and we select the right people and we're promoting their business. We're promoting them as thought leaders. We're, we're getting them, helping them get their stories out there. And I have a lot of, of you know, you've given me the chance to share this with you, your audience, Evan. So I appreciate that. Um, but I quickly decided about three years ago, it was not very quickly because I did, I just already said I started eight years ago, but it, I decided to make a turn. I focused on people that inspired me that I wanted to be their coach. And so we started sending them, you know, really looking for people that would be a good fit. And we send out emails, inviting them onto the show. Not everybody comes, but we send a lot of emails out. We, we probably send 20 a week and we book three or four interviews. And so we, the big actionable advice is use the space that you have to build relationships. We understand the value of that. But when you give someone a chance to be on their show, you're, you're giving them something that they can't get other places. I get 40 people a, a day that want to be on my show, send me um, unsolicited pitches. And we don't take many of them. We, we curate the, the guest because we want the experience for the audience to be really good. Yeah. And we interview people that we want to be clients. Me, yeah. I'm sure you've gotten that before. Is that right, Evan? To be honest with you, so that I I do something very similar. I my podcast is my my primary 
one of my primary methods of, of business growth because I think it's really powerful. Like you're saying, I mean, you give value up front. I like to say, worst case scenario, you, you get a great interview, you get to release and it helps boost your numbers and the numbers of your uh, of your guests and you get to showcase your guests and what they're doing. Best case scenario is that plus you get a new client, right? Or you know, a referral partner or something like that. Best Worst case scenario is still pretty best case. You're still giving the person space to 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 talk about themselves and their business and you're showcasing them in a really positive way. That's a lot of giving right up front. And so it's funny that you say that because it's like outside of myself, I have not heard a lot of people use a podcast that way. Because that's what I that's the question I get all the time, right? Because I help people start uh, launch and maintain podcasts. And that's like the first question I get, right? Is well, how do you monetize a podcast? How am I gonna like, how am I gonna how am I gonna make money doing this? And it's always, oh, when can I get like a sponsor or whatever? It's like, yeah, you can make some money with sponsorships, but the real goal of a podcast is being able to create like meaningful relationships with people. Because I mean, like you said, you get, you know, 40 plus, you know, pitches a day for people to be on your podcast, which is crazy, right? But here I am on a call with you because I asked you to come on my podcast, right? Like, I think there's a lot of value in, in giving right up front. So all that to say, um, I I understand what you're doing because I do something very similar, but you were, I think you might be the only guest I've had who who does it that way. Um, like I usually, when I, when I describe it, people are like, whoa, that's so like, I never thought of it that way before. So that's really cool that that's what you do. That's kind of, you know, helps validate, you know, me, what I'll have to point people to this episode and be like, yeah, see, he does it too. You know, I, I will tell you there's someone out there that teaches a similar strategy, but they do it to me very poorly. Mm. And here's the, here's the thing I think is very poorly. They'll invite you to a seven minute podcast and, and there's mm. very little that anybody can say inside of seven minutes. Um, I don't know if you know, but I'm, I'm a professional speaker as well, Yeah. but doing a short speech is so much harder than doing a long one. Yeah. I can get up there and talk for 45 minutes, an hour, two days about a topic. Um, but to get it down to 18 minutes, to get it down to seven minutes and make sure it's impactful, it actually provides the value for the audience. It's entertaining. It gives them right that you know insight and it gives them takeaways, all the stuff that you need to have, virtually impossible. And I'm going to details here because I've had two or three people reach out to me, do little short podcasts, and then they want to sell me their services. They want to sell me, you know, they've got something else that they want to talk to me about. And so really the pod, that seven minutes is just to get me into a conversation. Yeah. I really take that. That's really sort of a taker energy approach. Um, I take what you were talking about before, Evan, is, is the giver injury. How do I make this the best possible experience for them? How do I give them a place where they can share their story, position them themselves as leaders, talk about something that they're they're experts in? We do pre-interview processes to make sure that runs smooth. We do um, we make sure they're aware. We give the media tips. Those are some things we've done. Um, that's another practical advice. If you just want to throw something in there, create a three or four minute video of what will prepare your guest to give the best performance. 
You did it with me when we got on the, the call and I appreciate that. But you said, this is conversational. I don't have a list of questions in front of me, but we're, here's how it's going to work. I do that in a video because I want them to see it ahead of time. 50% of the guests will do it. 50% won't. Guess what's also in that video, Evan? Hmm. A pre-framing of who I am. A pre-framing of who I, the, 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 the experts that we have on the show and who they're talking to, the audience. And a pre-framing of, please make sure you have good microphone and good lighting. This is a video podcast and we want to make sure you show up in the best light possible. Yeah. We've been there when people didn't. And so that's a very practical tip that you can do. I've, I learned that maybe last year. It's just like, how do I get them pre-framed for the best possible solution? And that little video actually works. We sent it out to them a day, the day of the, the video and said, hey, if you got three minutes, check this out. Um, look forward to having you on the show today at three o'clock. Yeah. That's really cool. That that is a very cool piece of actionable advice. Um, I'm going to think about that, you know, adding it to my own process because that's a cool way to get that framing ahead of time, so a guest can really show up prepared and they can be really ready to rock and roll. I will tell you to make sure it's not salesy. It's not a pitch for me and like an executive coach. It truly is three media tips. It goes through what I want them. I have to say these things anyway, typically, just like you did with me. Yeah. And I'm able to mix in there, right? One reason why I do a podcast is because of this, this, and this. And they're able to see who I am and what I believe. Right. And that gives just a little step forward to a little bit of trust. And so when they get there, they're like, oh, I'm, you're like the real deal. You have a real podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Been working hard at this for the last eight years. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's the the element that makes this process work, right? And that's the element that's missing in the in the seven minute one, which is crazy, because I, I've had actually had. Um, so I'm, I'm you know I'm very open about this process, right? And I've had people. I had a guest once actually. Or I had pe- people who who've been like, um. If you, if you did it like 30 minutes instead of an hour or something, like you could do more people. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, I, I could fit in more people, but then it loses the element that makes it work. And the element is that I'm doing it coming from like, you do it, you have to be genuine. You have to be authentic. You have to actually care about the people you're talking to. And you have to actually give that value and be excited and happy and willing to showcase them and their work on your podcast. And the seven minute one misses that because the seven minute one, I mean, that's truly just thinking about people as numbers on a list. You're trying to just go, 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 go through as much as possible. Seven minutes is like, okay, I technically have to say I'm inviting you on a podcast because that's the only thing that gets you on a call with me so I can just pitch you, right? Like, no, that's not, I, the way it makes me feel good about doing this and I assume it's the same for you is it's not, I don't think of you like Gene, you're not a number on a list, right? You're a podcast guest that I'm really excited to talk to and have a fun conversation with. That's the case with all my guests. Of course. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't shy away from, from, from sharing what it is that I do. Right. I don't, I don't think anyone should, but I don't feel bad about it because by the time that I conclude an interview with someone, it's really obvious that I'm not like the whole goal of this wasn't just to pitch my services. Yeah, it's something I do because I mean, you know, I'm a business owner. I have to make money. I want to grow my business and I believe in what I do, but that's not like, that's not what happens right out of the gate. 
right? It's about giving that value right up front. So I think, so thank you for sharing that example because that's crazy. I didn't realize that people were doing it that way, but it kind of makes sense. That's kind of like the the toxic marketing, make money now, now, now way to do it. I'm sure someone's selling some. You know, well, you know, here's the example. Now. Everyone knows this one. Has that there with podcast, but I used to love LinkedIn. Mm. And then some marketing people got some ideas about you can prospect on LinkedIn. I remember watching these programs and watching them come out. And I don't know how well you use LinkedIn these days, but I will, I look at my inbox and it is absolutely overloaded with people that want to get five minutes from me. want to know if I need more, more clients, if I want to do this, if I want to partner here, if I want to, to be a part of this speech thing um, that it's, and it's all absolute horseshit. Yeah. In my opinion, it's, it is not, there's not any value whatsoever. No clients ever come through LinkedIn for me going, I saw your profile. Just, you know, want to see if you could get on the call and chat with you. Maybe it's because I'm not putting out the content they want, but LinkedIn has been just berated with these poor strategies and you ruin the platforms. Yeah. And we want to make sure that podcasting doesn't do the same. So, I say this, please do it the way Evan's talking about this. If you're going to take this strategy, take it seriously, do it genuinely, bring on people who have something to say and have really value to your audience because you will get opportunities from your audience. I got a lead today that was a a $30 million company CEO listened to my podcast and said, Hey, I think you can help me. Never, never reached out for help before my life. I'd like for you to talk to you about helping me in my business. And we talked about it. It's a good fit. We're still, because it just happened today. I have a kind of a a multi-step process inside this. Um, But people listening to the show. So put the show first, not just your, your guest strategy. Exactly. You put the show first. And even before that, I just, I put the guest first, right? Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's the whole point. It was what the podcast is, is you're highlighting and showcasing your guests. And through that, there's value that listeners can take, right? And apply it into their own lives and businesses and stuff. But like that comes from the the value and the power of the guest. And that's what, like you're saying, and like I said, and I, I appreciate you for, for acknowledging that. It's like, that's what the seven minute people are missing. And it's the same thing as those, I've, I've gotten the same thing. I, I'm, honestly, like I don't really, I'm not really on LinkedIn anymore, honestly. Um, and I even get a little bit of that on Facebook too. Um, I've even gotten people who are like, I see you do this. And it's not even what I do. I'm like, where did I don't do this? What are you talking about? You know, like it's, it's really not very creative with it. And it's, they're not giving any value. They don't care about me. I don't feel like they care about me. Right. All they're doing is trying to get money from me. And that's because they're just pitching right there cold. It's like, does this really work? I can't imagine it does, but I mean, look at the podcast. You're here with me. We're on a call. Like I, I, I'm one of the lucky few, you know, because I, there was no pitch, right? Like there's, that's, I don't do the only time I even like share, you know, what I do, um, like, you know, in a very dedicated way is like, I usually, I share it like after we finish recording, you know, and not in a way that I'm pitching it's more i'm just sharing what i do and i okay i guess maybe it's a pitch but that's fine i mean after the value of a podcast people are usually really willing and open and excited to to hear it you know and some people are interested in the service some people aren't and that's fine 
You know what I mean? But that's, so I just, so I appreciate you for bringing all of this up because it's, it's something I really don't, doesn't hope doesn't happen to podcasting because there's something really, really powerful about it. And I hope that isn't lost on people because of, you know, a few people kind of ruining it, ruining it for everyone else. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Well, gee, I think we could probably talk about all of this stuff for hours, but um, I think I'm going to end it here. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast as a guest and sharing all of this. You've definitely given me some food for thought in relation to, to my strategy and ways I can, I can talk about it and bring it up. And it's definitely going to be like, you know, this is, it's definitely uh, validating for me that you're doing it as well. And you've found such success. Um, it's very exciting. So, so again, thank you. If people are interested in you and in your work, um, where can they find out more about you? So everything is housed on genehammett.com. Uh, I even moved a, I had a podcast specific page and URL, but it's just too much to maintain. And I just wanted to make sure that that everything pointed in one direction. So growth think tank is actually will redirect to, to genehammett.com. If you're curious about some of the best interviews, that's, that's the call to action. Check out genehammett.com forward slash best uh, B E S T it is case sensitive, but uh, check out Seth Godin and Damon Johns from shark tank and some CEOs about leadership. There's a, there's something for everyone in there. Most of the stuff we do is centered on fast growth companies, founder CEOs, leadership development. And, and that um, if that's you, then you want to make sure you sign up. What makes our podcast a little bit different from everything else is there's a ton of business podcasts. There's lots of leadership podcasts. There's very, very few, if not, I'm the only one that focuses on fast growth companies and looking at the insights that founders and CEOs have. Now, I'm saying this now, my clients are all fast growth companies. They, they come from the Inc. 5000 or similar and really is what I love to do. And I, I, I don't really stray outside that. I just, I love to do that. So if that's you, you're, you're struggling with, with aligning your team or overwhelm in any way, just check out some of the content we have. And if you think I can help you, reach out. Perfect. Hey, that's the power of niching down. You know, that's we, we all learn that at some point, the power of saying no, like, you know, who you want to interview, you know, who you want to talk to. And I think there's a lot of power in that. So I encourage, highly encourage everyone listening to, to check out uh, Gene and all of his stuff online, his podcast. And uh, again, Gene, thank you so much for being such an incredible guest on the podcast today. Thanks for having me here, Evan. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So, again... Thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.